Welcome to this week's edition of Tiger Talk. My name is Will Kohlmeyer. I am the Director of Marketing and Community Relations here at Northeast Mississippi Community College. And boy, we've got a terrific show lined up for you this week. And we kick things off with yet another first here at Northeast Mississippi Community College. Carlina Benjamin and Morgan Kramer have been working extremely hard on getting our Honors Institute together and rolled out. Both Carlina and Morgan have been very kind uh, enough to join us uh, in our studios this week. And first of all, welcome to Tiger Talk. Hey, thanks for having us. Morgan, we're going to start with you. And our application uh, was officially launched last week at our uh, PTK inductions. How about bringing us up to date on this whole process? How did this idea of the Honors Institute become reality? Well, every year, Phi Theta Kappa, our chapter, does um, a what we call the college project. And it's a project focused on the needs of the school. And we meet with administration to see what they think our needs are. And last summer, or last spring actually, we met with President Ford, and President Ford said, I really want to start an honors college at Northeast. Some other of our sister colleges have them, and we think that Northeast should have one too. And so he made the recommendation to Phi Theta Kappa, and Phi Theta Kappa went into research for months and months and months. And uh, Phi Theta Kappa wrote a proposal for the Honors Institute uh, to be established at Northeast. And the a proposal was approved formally by the board um, in the fall of 2017. And so we are getting the groundwork laid for it this semester and getting everything put together so that we can open it officially in the fall. That's exciting. And, you know, when you look at the hundreds and hundreds of our students here at Northeast that make the presidents and vice presidents honorably each year really justifies this whole project. Uh, and there are some benefits for the students that apply. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, students who are uh, able to be in the Honors Institute will have some opportunities that are going to be really cool. Uh, we'll be on offering some Honors Forum classes in the fall that will uh, hopefully include some pretty cool travel components. Um, they'll get one-on-one -on -one advising with Carlina and I, and uh, we will be there you know, every step of the way trying to help them put together a curriculum that's good for them. Um, students will also get the benefit of a real community learning atmosphere. We're going to have a specific designated area for Honors Institute students. We should have a lounge and study area specifically for the Honors students. Uh, students will also be able to take classes that will be offered at a higher level than just regular classes. Um, so we'll have a lot of opportunities for students. Um, our hope is that down the road we're able to offer a specific dorm for honors students and uh, that we're able to offer some other really cool incentives as well. That's impressive, very impressive. Now the deadlines for applications for students returning to Northeast Mississippi Community College in the fall they're coming up soon, March 9th. Incoming freshmen need to apply by May 1st. Those are a couple key dates uh, for folks to keep in mind. Let's talk criteria. How can they get in? All right, so the Honors Institute has some standards for students that want to be admitted, and there are actually a couple routes. So for you, you mentioned that um, students who are currently enrolled in Northeast have an earlier deadline for application than incoming freshmen, and that's because Northeast is doing priority registration for students in April, and we want to be able to get students who are going to be returning to Northeast in the fall into honors classes this semester. So 
we are going to um, have students who are coming back to Northeast have the following uh, requirements. Um, they need at least a GPA of at least 3.25 and 12 uh, completed credit hours. Um, we also need at least two letters of recommendation from these students, um, one character reference as well as one academic reference. There is an admission essay and um, there is the possibility that um, we will do one-on-one uh, -on -one interviews with students as well. Carlina and I might do that um, as well depending on some factors. Um, so that's for incoming, uh, or that's for returning sophomores. And then if you're a fresh, or if you'll be a freshman in the fall, um, you have to have a high school GPA of at least 3.5, an ACT composite score of 25 or above with no subscores below 19. Again, the two letters of recommendation, one character, one academic. You need an admissions essay as well and also maybe possibly an interview with Carlina and me. Wow, okay, that sounds terrific. So we got the criteria, we know the benefits of, uh, for the students and how the whole process uh, came uh, to be. Let's bring in uh, the other co-director of our Honors Institute, uh, Carlina Benjamin. And uh, Carlina, I appreciate your time here this morning and uh, let's talk curriculum when it comes to our soon to be Honors Institute here at Northeast Mississippi Community College. Good morning, I'm glad to be with you uh, this morning as well. Um, and for the curriculum, students in the Honors Institute are expected to complete curriculum that matches the goals and the mission of the Honors Institute itself. Um, these are higher level students and there will be higher expectations uh, for students in the Honors College. We hope to provide a lot of experiential learning opportunities within the courses that are honors. Um, teachers and uh, the honors students themselves will communicate with one another to develop their own uh, project. There'll be a lot of personalized learning, we hope, in these classes. Um, and as far as students enrolling in honors classes, there's gonna be four options that students can um, take an honors class through. Uh, the first one, there are certain advanced classes that will already be deemed to be honors classes, uh, like an organic chemistry one, two, um, calculus three or four. These will already be deemed honors just because of the nature of the course. Also, uh, certain sections will be designated as honors. Some classes that have higher enrollment, like possibly English composition courses, psychology courses, maybe history courses that have larger enrollments, they may be, uh, have a separate section for students that are in the Honors Institute. So that way the entire class will be made up of only honor students. There's also an option of split courses. Split courses is when we'll have a class that's partially honor students and partially non-honor students. And in a class like this, students will have um, a separate syllabus with criteria that they need to meet for uh, grading purposes. They'll be held at a, a little bit higher academic standard um, than non-honor students. And lastly, in smaller enrolled classes, classes that have fewer number of students, there may be an honors contract. These would be more specialized courses for individual majors, like if you're a music major or an accounting major, 
Um, you may have a, a certain class or computer programming major. There may be a specific class that you would prefer to have honors based on your program of study. And in a case like that, the student will have um, an individual contract with the instructor and they'll communicate one-on-one -on -one with um, the curriculum, the project that they may need to complete uh, by the end of the course. Okay. Now, Carlina, this is your 10th year, your biology instructor here at uh, Northeast Mississippi Community College. This, is, I know, is very exciting for you. How about the graduation standards? Let's touch on that before you leave here this morning. Right. So there are two graduation standards, two levels uh, that students can graduate within the Honors Institute. The first level is deemed an Honors Scholar. Um, an honor scholar meets all the maintenance requirements that Morgan talked about a little bit earlier. Um, they must have a minimum of 12 honors hours, so um, that would be about one honors class a semester at the minimum. Um, they must complete two honors forum classes in addition to those uh, academic honors classes. And uh, they'll receive, if they complete this criteria at graduation, they'll receive recognition on their transcript for those classes, and they'll also receive honors cords at the graduation ceremony. The second level is a distinguished honor. A distinguished honor scholar meets all the maintenance requirements, again, that Morgan talked about to maintain um, status in the Honors Institute. They earn a minimum of 18 hours of honors credit. Um, complete three honors forum classes, and their GPA must uh, maintain a 3.5. I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but in the honors scholar, their GPA would be a, a 3.25, and a distinguished scholar would have a GPA of 3.5. And in a uh, distinguished honor scholar graduate, these students would also receive recognition on their transcript for all the honors classes that they've taken. They'll receive cords at the graduation and also a medallion. And we're planning to have a separate ceremony just for the honor students where they'll receive their cords and their medallions, um, kind of honor them and uh, recognize them for all their hard work in the Honors Institute. Well, lots of information here today. Uh, I cannot thank you, Carlina, Morgan, uh, both of you enough for being here. Thank you also so much for your efforts in making this possible and uh, all the best going forward. Thanks, Will. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You and your friends are listening to this week's edition of Tiger Talk. Now, Amy Allred is the advisor for the Northeast Mississippi Community College FFA chapter, and this last week was National FFA Week. Of course, FFA stands for Future Farmers of America. And today on this week's Tiger Talk, we've got two of the officers. We've got the President, Edie Kent of Oxford, as well as the VP, Emily Sykes of Iuka, two members of our chapter, and they join us on Tiger Talk. And first of all, welcome to this week's show, ladies. Thank you. We're gonna start with you, Emily. We talked about FFA, National FFA Week last week. What was it all about? Yes, it was a super big week for the National FFA organization last week. We were celebrating with 7,489 chapters in all 50 states, including Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. Wow. Now, why is agriculture so important to us here at Northeast Mississippi Community College? Well, um, one U.S. farm feeds 165 people annually in the United States and abroad. And also, agriculture is the number one industry in Mississippi, and it employs 29% of the state's worth workforce directly and indirectly. Some impressive numbers. Now, uh, women in agriculture, that role is changing a bit, isn't it? It is. 
Um, actually, Miss Cindy Hyde Smith is currently the Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce, and she is the first woman to ever be elected for this position statewide. That's very impressive. Well, Emily, I appreciate your time. Let's bring in the president, uh, Edie Kent. We talked about her being from Oxford, and uh, I know our local chapter is very uh, active. Uh, Edie, how about given a few of the uh, different things that uh, you're involved in with the uh, local chapter here of the FFA? Um, yes, here at Northeast, we help with many FFA competitions on the federation and district levels here at Northeast. Um, we also help chapters prepare for competitions and even help with district livestock shows. We're currently planning to go to Iuka Elementary School to teach students about agriculture. Yes, no doubt. Promotion is so important to these local schools. Now, what about the fundraiser that's currently going on with our chapter? Right now, we're running a fundraiser for our annual tree sale. We have green Japanese maple trees and lilac cypress trees for sale. You can see Miss Amy or even Mr. Hurley to purchase your trees. That sounds wonderful. What about if there's some students that are interested or they might, some folks that are listening that might have a, a, a someone that's in high school or someone they know, someone that wants to get involved uh, with our chapter, either a future student or maybe even a current uh, Northeast student, what's the best way that they can reach out to you guys? Um, you can reach out to us by talking to Ms. Amy um, or even just reaching our Northeast FFA Twitter page that we have or Instagram page to look for more details of what we have. That sounds wonderful. All the best to you, Edie to you, Emily. Uh, please send my best to uh, Amy, and uh, good luck the rest of this uh, semester getting the word out. Thank you so much for having us. Up next, Chris Dunn, who is the director of Northeast Mississippi Community College's Campus Country. He's had that title for six years now, and he's got his first event of the spring semester coming up this Thursday night. First of all, Chris, welcome back to Tiger Talk. Uh, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed being here last time, and it's great to be back. Well, your first event coming up uh, of the semester, your third overall showtime of the academic year. It's entitled Better Than You Left Me. It's coming up this Thursday night, March 1st, at 7 p.m. in the Seth Pounds Auditorium. How are you holding up these days? I know the week of a big event like that sometimes can get a little hectic. Yeah, it's been hectic for sure. Uh, We've had a couple problems in Seth Pounds that we won't go into too many details about, but it's looking like that's getting resolved. Uh, my lighting personnel have been working on programming our light show, and it's already looking really great. And we're especially excited for this one uh, because we're actually video recording this showtime. Uh, we're planning on renting a couple of nice video cameras and we're gonna train some of our parents and uh, a friend of one of my members to basically film the show next week. So uh, we should have some really high quality uh, footage coming from that that you'll be seeing on Facebook and social media here in the coming months. Oh, that's wonderful. It'd be terrific exposure uh, for your future uh, recruits. How about uh, the fact we were talking right before we went on the air about what we can expect this Thursday night, and you said it was going to be a mix of modern and classic country with some rock and pop mixed in as well. Yeah, and we always talk about having a diverse set list, but this has to be one of our most diverse I can remember. Uh, we're going back to the early 90s with songs from artists like Lori Morgan and Neil McCoy. Uh, we've got newer country artists like Danielle Bradbury, uh, some kind of modern classics like the Dixie Chicks. 
But we also have some uh, rock and pop mixed in. Uh, we're playing a song by Blondie. Uh, we're playing a song by The Police. We're playing a song by Sam Smith. So uh, if you like music, you should find something to like because we're playing just about every style that you would hear uh, on the radio. No question about that. And I also noticed looking at the playlist that the streak continues for Chris Stapleton. He has been a staple, if you will, <laughs> in your shows uh, the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Ever since he did that uh, duet with <coughs> Justin Timberlake a few years back on the CMA Awards, uh, a couple of my group members just fell in love with him. And I couldn't be uh, any more happy to do his music because it's some of my uh, current favorite uh, country music coming out. We talk about all these different songs, and I think it's important to take note here, Chris, is that uh, the students are involved quite a bit on this playlist, which is not necessarily the norm when you look at these shows around the country. Absolutely. Uh, when I came in um, in my first year of directing Campus Country, uh, the previous director, Jerry Rains, was nice enough to kind of mentor me whenever I'd have a question. I could call him, text him, ask him, you know, this is going on, what do I do about it? And one thing that he had suggested to me is that he let his singers and band members choose the music that they were going to play, which, as you said, is very unique. For most high school students around here coming up through marching band or choir, uh, typically their director is picking the music, and that's great. Uh, but the really unique thing about Campus Country is the set list is pretty much almost entirely decided by the students. I'd say 95% of the songs that we play is their choices. Every now and then I suggest something, but it's mostly them. So uh, that's a pretty cool thing because from year to year, our set list reflects the musical taste of the current group members. Yeah, and that current group, uh, you've got a five-piece band, you've got seven vocals, and... Uh They'll all be on display uh, this Thursday night. You talk about value. It's free for Northeast employees and students, and only $5 general admission for the public. And, yeah, and that uh, ticket price has been the same going back to the 80s. So we're definitely not adjusting with inflation, so it's a better <laughs> deal now than it's ever been. Uh, I need to ask you before we leave, you got a couple, of course, you've had a lot of terrific, uh, talented students uh, through the years, but two of your more well-known alumni. How about Jonathan Singleton and Jamie Davis? Talk a little bit about what they have done since their campus country days here at Northeast. Uh, absolutely. Jonathan Singleton has had uh, quite a few hits in the country world as a songwriter. Uh, Watching Airplanes is probably his most known hit. Uh, one cool thing we did last year is we actually played uh, one of his band songs called Probably Just Time. We tried our best to get him out to Showtime, but he had another uh, another gig that night so he couldn't make it and uh, Jamie Davis has had success too with his band uh, Soul Gravy and we've actually done some of his music too so it's been cool to pay tribute to some of these former campus country members that have went on to find wider success that's exciting very neat uh, and uh, speaking of neat you were on WTVA's ABC affiliate uh, this past weekend a new day with Kay Bain and uh, that was last Sunday, and again this Sunday at 6.30 a.m. And talk about some nice added exposure for your program here at Northeast Mississippi Community College. That's two straight Sundays that you're on a local TV station that signal, I mean, it carries all over North Mississippi and into parts of Northwest Alabama. 
And we were really excited to be asked to do that again. Uh, I know from talking to the original director of Campus Country, Shirley Taylor, that that was one of their uh, regular gigs uh, back during her time. So I was excited to make the connection with Tony Bain, that's Kay's son. Right. And that actually happened through one of our singers, uh, Lane Boozer, happens to know Tony from church. So she got him in touch with me, and I said, yeah, of course, we'd love to play it. So it was a really awesome experience for the group to go into a studio and kind of be under the pressure to, you know, get it right the first time, which uh, I'm happy to say the group normally does that anyway. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was definitely cool to see them play well under that extra pressure. Yeah, we have some definitely some talented students here at Northeast Mississippi Community College. Uh, how about the best way that folks can keep up to date with everything going on with campus country and also maybe a, a way for them to uh, get tickets for this uh, Thursday night? Uh, absolutely. The easiest way to keep up with us is via our Facebook page. Uh, on Facebook, if you'll just search NEMCC Campus Country, uh, you'll be able to find that. Uh, just like us, follow us. Anytime we have an upcoming show, uh, whether it's on campus or off campus, you'll be able to find about it on there. We post pictures and videos from the show, so if you miss it or you just want to see something a second time, that's on there for you as well. Thank you so much for all that you do here at Northeast. All the best this Thursday night, Chris. Thanks again. It was great to be here. Time now to bring in my teammate in the Marketing and Community Relations Department, Kenny Paul Gino, KP. Welcome to the show. Great to be here, Will. And I know one thing, maybe the rain's behind us, and two people I know for sure hope that if the rain's behind us is Jody Long and Richie Harrelson. No question about that. Boy, Mother Nature has been such a big winner so far, causing havoc with our baseball and softball programs. Yes, sir. We've had a lot of games delayed, canceled, so you always want to get those non-conference games in for a little practice, and now you look up, baseball starts division play tonight, and you know, they've already had three or four games canceled. So baseball travels to East Central tonight for their first division matchup. And you look at softball, softball starts up tomorrow night, and nothing better to start it up against the rivals at ICC. So already division play starting up for both teams. And hopefully, you know, they can, you know, been practicing as much as they could, you know, the past couple of weeks. So look forward to it. Yeah, we really are looking forward to it. Of course, no – problem with Mother Nature when it comes to inside basketball uh, and both our basketball teams boy they had some nice uh, highlights so far this year uh, both qualified for the postseason you know how important that is yeah postseason is a great thing as that's why I picked basketball instead of you know baseball something like that <laughs> I never had to worry about the weather unless the roof fell in and something like that oh, that's but, right yeah postseason special you know it's a time where you kind of relax you've, you've seceded and both teams have made it to the state tournament. I think this is the fourth year in a row for the men. Mm -hmm. And the women, of course, come off uh, co-champs. That's right. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting. Maybe the women can make a push and go all the way. Of course, the games are at Northwest. You can watch those basketball postseason games on NEMCCTV.com. Uh, of course, uh, a lot going on these days besides athletics. And Black History Month continuing here at Northeast. Uh, of course, uh, last night, our Cultural Arts Committee hosted uh, one of the programming for the uh, Black History Month. We had old Mrs. Alicia Steele speaking in the Heinz Hall last night on Southern wisdom from Delta Church Mothers. Boy, she was dynamic. 
uh, brought a lot of energy to the lecture, and there's still some more uh, activities when it comes to our Black History Month programming tonight. So it's also, as you just said, it's also going to continue tonight. It's, it's a good, you know, good speech. She's she's a great person to interact with. The cultural cultural arts community will serve. Uh, you gonna have to you gonna have to uh, read that one for me there. Oh, that's okay. Well, they, they got they got hors d'oeuvres tonight at five o'clock. You, you know, you and I are all about some groceries. I'm all about some groceries, but not when I don't know if I can read that. Okay. I have to, uh, that Wisconsin accent had to come out of the southern one there. But they're serving that at five o'clock in the uh, community health and wellness center, and they will have a panel discussion that includes Sammy uh, Agnew. Alicia Faulkner and Ann Walker tonight also. So uh, sorry that, you know, that. Oh, that's my, okay. little, my little speech there. <laughs> no, that's all good. So the, keep in mind uh, that tonight, and you talk about interaction, boy, you've done a lot of interacting with a lot of high school uh, students, uh, helping out uh, Georgie and all the uh, folks down there in the recruiting office lately. Of course, me and, um, as we've, uh, I've explained a couple times, Austin Beasley, we uh, go to uh, a lot of these schools around just trying to recruit a little more, trying to explain, you know, our iPad initiative, which is a big thing. And we've got a couple of schools to go to next week, next week, excuse me, including Red Bay, Alabama. So we've been kind of going not only in state in our district, but also a few schools in Alabama and also McNary Central Tennessee. So just remember, you can always call the recruiting office to set up appointments wherever you need. And uh, we've had a pretty good turnout, as in juniors asking questions, stuff like that. So if you're listening to this, all, you can always go to our website. Don't be scared to ask questions. You know, we've had a couple of students, I remember at Belmont, said they've already done their college algebra, dual enrollment. You know, it's a big thing they're trying to push for kids to do. You're ahead, you know, maybe you can go to Northeast for a year and then go on to your university. So that's the big thing. Well, and i tell you what, uh, you know, we're all about some social media, you and I, but also here at Northeast, not only campus-wide, but also athletically. And something that we did, uh, I know, uh, had a lot of fun with uh, last week, starting uh, a midweek Northeast Mississippi Community College Spotlight. And last week, we just talked about Northeast being ranked 23rd in the entire country. Now, there's nearly 1,500 community and junior colleges in the nation and a publication, College Choice, picks us number 23 among 1,500. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive to come from, you know, Boomer, Mississippi. You know, not saying it in a bad way because I've lived here my whole life, but a lot of people look down on Mississippi. And, you know, if you come to our campus, 23rd in the nation out of 1,500 to 2,000, you know, community colleges, everybody wants to go to the universities. But then you got the community college that, you know, it's, it's a good thing. And, you know, maybe they'll stop with some of these budget cuts and keep promoting junior colleges. Uh, if you come to our campus, you're not from around here, and you come to our campus, it's a beautiful campus. It's got a beautiful fountain here right in front of the main building, and students love it from around here. And everybody, and you can go on Facebook. Emma Grace McGrew kind of wrote a, a story about her life at Northeast, and I know a bunch of people that went here, and they love it. And they say the best two years of their life were here at Northeast, and they met a lot of their friends to go on to Mississippi State or Ole Miss or wherever. So, you know, that's, that's a big deal, 23rd out of all those schools. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be on, on task here at Northeast. No question about that. And, of course, Emma Grace McGrew, Mississippi's Miss Hospitality. We just had her on Tiger Talk just a couple weeks ago. And so, yes, you, you combine everything, the campus climate, with top-shelf instructors that what we have here uh, here at Northeast, not only on our Boonville campus but our other campuses as well. It's a winning equation, to say the least. Appreciate your time, KP. Thank you, and go Tigers. Go Tigers is right. And with that, it's time to wrap up this week's edition of Tiger Talk. So for Carlina Benjamin, Morgan Kramer, 
a couple of our FFA uh, officers uh, from our local chapter, Edie Kent, Emily Sykes, of course, Chris Dunn, and Kenny Paul Gino. I'm Will Komeyer saying so long. We thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week right here on Tiger Talk.